Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail. And your co-host, Todd Reedy. And today's episode is all about our recent trip to Patagonia. We just got back from three weeks in South America. We hung out in Chile and Argentina. We went to some of the most beautiful places in the world. And it was freaking awesome. So we went for three weeks as kind of like our honeymoon slash my 40th birthday slash Todd's 39th birthday. Our birthdays are three days apart. But it was really cool being in South America for three weeks. The sunset at like 930 at night, we were just surrounded by beautiful landscapes, really kind people, lots of stray dogs, which I loved. Really cool animals like guanacos and flamingos and condors. We saw puma. We rode horses, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was just a really special trip to see a lot of cool stuff. It was my first time to South America, and yeah, we just really enjoyed it. Yeah, so I was really proud of the fact that business is to a point now where we could kind of splurge, because in the past when I traveled, I traveled extremely cheaply. I would you know, try to find the cheapest flights on the cheapest airlines and stay at the cheapest hotels or Airbnbs and eat the cheapest food. (laughs) And this trip was not like that. I feel like I'm finally adulting now at 40 years old. Um, A lot of the flights to Chile, we went to Santiago first, were overnight flights. And so we splurged. We used our points, but also some money to book those like lay flat business class seats where we got to like, we were like fed a three course meal and got champagne. And then we got to like fall asleep in essentially a bed and then wake up to coffee and breakfast on the plane and then deplaned. And that was freaking sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Like the bougiest airplane ride that I've ever taken. Oh, yeah. By far, probably will be the top forever. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, it was new to us. So the whole time we're just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And like, you know, it was just so nice. Just the fact that we could lay down and sleep and it was comfortable and we didn't have to worry about bringing our own food because they provided it all for us. We got drinks, we got bottles of water, we could watch all kinds of things on TV. It was just awesome. So I really feel so fortunate that we were able to do that and that we'll be able to do that on future flights too because I have neck and back problems. So as I'm aging, traveling and and adventuring is getting, you know, like my comfort is really a priority. Now I understand why older folks are so set in their ways about the types of beds they want to sleep in or packing a whole bunch of stuff because it's like, your comfort becomes such a big priority. So that was really cool. And then we really got to go all out 
in Chile and do a bunch of hikes and a bunch of horseback riding and sightseeing, which was really awesome. We ate such good meals, like wine and three courses, dessert every night. When we cocktails. got yes, cocktails, Aperol spritzes, like it was just amazing. And so much good wine because they make a ton of wine in Chile and Argentina. And then when we went to Argentina, it was so cheap over there that we were just going all out for like every meal. <laughs> it took us a little while to like figure out the exchange. Like the exchange rate, but like we would get back and check our credit card online and be like, yeah, three course meal, wine, cocktails, and it dessert. was like d- dessert for two of us and be like $40. Yeah. We like ate like kings down there. Yeah. So. And like the service was all extra. Like it really made me feel like the U.S. is some bullshit because I feel like you pay a lot for like the bare minimum here. Whereas every restaurant we went to, especially in Argentina, they were just over the top on everything. The way they presented the meals, the way they plated them, even what the cocktails looked like. I don't know. They just like really went above and beyond with everything. And I just loved it so much. I didn't want to leave. I mean, we did. We do get homesick after about three weeks. But yeah, it was amazing. And I also want to tell a story because... (laughs) It's a big hiking place, you know, and we didn't really like train or anything before we went. And I have definitely not prioritized my health the way that I should be or like my fitness level the way that I should be, especially considering I have neck and back issues. I have exercise induced asthma. So we did a big hike. I'm going to call it the base of the towers because I don't want people making fun of my Spanish pronunciations. <laughs> and it was like a 12 or 13, I think it was like almost 13 mile hike. And there's a lot of incline and a lot of, you know, like rocks that were going over. And it was cold, it was windy. And there are a lot of times where people were passing us. And I felt kind of defeated. And my back was hurting or my neck was hurting or whatever was hurting. My feet were even hurting. And I wanted to quit that hike. And I didn't. And when we got to the top and we were so proud of ourselves and we took all these smiling photos and, you know, we posted those online and it was beautiful. Like the views were amazing. Like these towers, there's like these three towers of just this granite rock that's just coming out of like this blue alpine lake. And it's just stunning. And I'm so glad I got to see it in person. But I remember there was this part of the hike where, you know, we kind of came out of the forest and you could look up and see where we're actually going. And there's still quite a ways to go. And it was like all rocks and the other people on the trail were so far away. And I was already kind of miserable. <laughs> and I didn't want to do it anymore. When I saw how much farther we had to go, I like sat down on a rock and kind of had a pity party for myself. And like, I didn't want to go. And I remember you saying, like, we can turn around anytime. Yeah, because I also... <laughs> was maybe the worst fitness of my life. And it was a struggle. It was hard. It was a hard hike. And so normally when we hike, and especially big hikes, we usually go like pretty early to kind of beat some weather. And that day, 
because like the breakfast was included in our hotel like we took our time and so yeah. we didn't get started till way late mm-hmm. and so at this time when we were like struggling and like really questioning if we wanted to continue there was like a lot of people coming down mm, so that yes. normally would have been us been up there early cool weather or great weather and then coming down like for the afternoon but we were on the late train that day and so it was pretty demoralizing to just like know how much pain we were in Mm -hmm. and all these people that already been up there coming down and so like not only from like the middle standpoint but then there were some tight spots where you had like you know take turns when people are coming down and you're trying to go up so it was less than ideal going up yeah and i kept having to stop and take breaks and i don't know how much i think some of it's mental for me because i had this really bad asthma attack a couple years ago and like was traumatized at the ER. And so now anytime my, I get kind of out of breath, I get really nervous and then I want to sit down and, and wait it out. So I'm like taking a bunch of breaks and there's like old people going faster than me or at least on par with me. And I'm like, I didn't realize, you know, like I, I've been hiking for years. I'm like, what is going on here? Like so many people are passing me. I can't let these old people in jeans beat me to the top, you know, (laughs) but I'm also trying to like talk myself out of quitting. And so like when we did get to that point where I looked up at the mountain and saw how much farther I had to go, like I literally had to give myself a pep talk and say like, you're not the type of person who quits. And if it takes you a while if you have to stop and take breaks, that's okay. Cause I'm used to like trying to go up these mountains as quickly as possible. And, you know, I was like, it's, if it takes you longer, that's fine. And Todd kept telling me that too. If it takes you longer, like, don't worry about it. We'll just take more breaks. We'll still get up there. So I had to convince myself of that. And then I also had to just like put my head down, like literally, and just take one little step at a time. And then I would look up and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm a lot closer. And I thought like I got farther along than I thought I did. And then pretty soon through my little pep talks to myself and my little baby steps and not worrying about the timeline of things, even though it looked like it was about to start snowing, which it did. <laughs> we finally got to the top and I ended up beating the old people in jeans. <laughs> but we finally got up there and it was it was so satisfying. It was so beautiful. I'm glad we stuck it out. But if that's not like an analogy about life and building a business, like I don't know what is because so many people only see those like smiling, happy, celebratory photos, you know, on social media or whatever. Like you don't see everything that went into getting there. Like Nobody saw me all red faced, huffing and puffing, sitting on a rock, Todd being like, okay, are we going to go or what? Are we quitting or are we going? Like, what's going on? You know, me almost quitting multiple times, complaining all the way down, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And just all the, the sense of like, not failure, but I felt like demoralized or something or like, I don't know, I thought I was better or I could do it faster So it's taking longer. And like so many of my coaching students get so down on themselves when things take longer for them than they thought it should or that they want it to, you know, like, I would love it if I could have just ran right up that mountain. But I didn't prioritize my health this year. And I prioritized a lot of other things like business and like my health kind of went on the wayside. And so did Todd's. And now we're like, 
not going to let that happen again. But yeah, so many people don't see all the little baby steps and me with my head down just trying to focus on literally one step at a time so I could get to that top. It's just the best analogy. I mean, you had to talk me through it too, besides my own little mental pep talks that I had to give myself. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough hike. Yeah, lots of elevation on longer than we had been hiking, probably maybe our longest hike of the year. It's really unfortunate that we got down there, right? We had planned this trip and we were both like not in great shape, (laughs) which for being like adventure elopement people and like Mm -hmm. doing this for our living, I was a little bit disappointed in ourselves, but it really did kind of open at least my eyes again, like you had mentioned, like it was our birthdays and kind of getting towards the end of the year. And so like we came back and after kind of like debriefing with myself and like journaling about some stuff, like we were in one of the coolest places on the planet and our fitness and our health held us back. So like there were a couple other hikes that were later in the trip that we could have done, but we didn't again because this one that you were talking about was like really hard. Yeah, I didn't really want to go through that again. So we didn't do... Fitzroy when we went to El Chalten, which is another one of the like 12 mile, 13 mile hikes that is about as difficult as that hike was. And I was not. I wanted to do it so bad because the photos I've seen up there were what really made Patagonia a bucket list spot for me. But yeah, I was like, I was not ready to do it again. <laughs> yeah, like the like the Patagonia, like the brand Patagonia, those mountains mm-hmm. are the mountains that we were going to on that, that second hike. So we did at least get to go like halfway up to like a different lake and like mm-hmm. had a really good view of it, but we didn't get to like go do the iconic full-on hike. So mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, it's kind of been an eye-opening experience that, yeah, we probably should prioritize our health going into this year, into next year rather. And yeah, sometimes... I guess in life and business, like you have good years in some aspects and not in others. So yeah, we had a good business year, but our fitness and our health was not great. So yeah, ups and downs, strikes and gutters, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, we did quite a few other little hikes after that. But yeah, not the big Fitzroy hike in Argentina. But at the same time, like for somebody with as many issues as I have physically, I was also really proud of what I did accomplish considering like there was a time where I needed back surgery and I could barely walk and like I lost muscle mass in one of my legs from my back injury and like I have this whole history of all these issues like we lovingly refer to myself as a lemon (laughs) so the fact that I was still able to do as much as I did is pretty cool but yeah I definitely think coming back from that I learned that we should probably plan in advance because even though we had kind of like in our minds planned this trip for a long time we didn't actually like book or research anything until like weeks in advance which is not a recommendation for Patagonia because a lot of the people going there they spent years preparing or researching or saving up for these trips we kind of did it more on a whim so yeah kind of like preparing a little bit more and both physically and just like for the hikes and stuff. I mean, I just kind of went there assuming we'd be able to do the hikes, no problem. But there are a lot more that are really challenging. And there's like backpacking trips you can do out there. There's, you know, climbing, bouldering, rafting. There's like so many outdoorsy things to do. Like we went hiking, we went horseback riding, we did a boat tour to like a glacier 
And I think that was it. But I mean, we could definitely go back and be in better shape and take more advantage, especially now that we know the lay of the land, because it's kind of confusing because it spans two countries and where you fly into and how you get from place to place was really confusing at first. But now, like, it just makes sense now that we've been there. But yeah, I think both of us going into 2024, like, we have to prioritize ourselves. I've been saying that forever. I don't know how to prioritize myself. I need to figure that the F out because I wake up every day and I'm like, what do my students need? What do my dogs need? What does Todd need? You know, like, what answers do I need to give on Slack? What homework assignments do I need to do? And I could wake up and be like, okay, what do I need today? But I don't do that. And I don't know how to, if anyone has advice on that, that's my probably biggest struggle in business and life right now. But yeah, I think every year is a year to look back and kind of look back on the things you did right. And then the things you didn't (laughs) and learn how to make the next year better because work-life balance is just a constant journey. Yeah. And I think it's like just kind of a natural time of the year to start reflecting and doing that. So I've kind of done it in the back of my head, but I want to do it maybe a little bit more formalized and like write some stuff out really on the reflecting part. I mean, I have good ideas for what I want to do for next year, but really kind of diving in to what I really learned and again, did well and what I didn't do well to learn for next year. I think it's something important that I need to dig into in the next couple of weeks before we cross into 2024. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I think, you know, for anybody listening to this, we all see other people's like highlight reels on social media, right? And you see those big wins or those big happy faces. And like, you you have to make sure you're not comparing yourself to that highlight reel, because you're not seeing the behind the scenes of the struggles that the person went through to get there. And if you're in the middle of that struggle of like getting up the mountain, and you see how big and overwhelming the task at hand is, Stop giving yourself a hard time about the timing of it all. Stop giving yourself a hard time about who's doing better than you or passing you on the trail, right? You know, especially if you think you should be doing better than them. Stop comparing yourself. You know, stop giving yourself a hard time about taking too long. And when it does feel overwhelming, that's when you have to have those pep talks to yourself to give yourself grace and to just focus on the baby steps that will take you there. Like I can't tell you how many times I have basically coached people on these exact things. Like don't look at the whole picture. What little baby steps can you do right now? Don't compare yourself to others. Don't worry about the timeline. Do it in your time. And I just remember the whole hike down from that summit being like, this is an analogy for fucking life and business. (laughs) And I've got a podcast about this. Because I literally had to take all my own advice, but it freaking worked because it got me up that mountain and it was so fucking cool. And yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to Patagonia one of these years. One of these years. Yeah. yeah. As fit 40 somethings, because there are a lot of older folks down there doing crazy hikes. (laughs) It was interesting. Like it was for as remote as it was, it was more crowded 
than I thought. Mm -hmm. And it was really diverse in like ages. Yeah. So there was a lot of old people like Mm -hmm. on their retirements, I imagine. Yeah. But then there was a lot of like kind of younger, like kind of dirtbag hikers and stuff too. So it was really unique kind of to see all these different flavors of people down there. Mm -hmm. And from all different countries. Oh yeah. Tons of different languages. Like, I mean, constantly be like, oh, what language is that? Where are they from? Yeah. And such a melting pot. It was so cool to be involved in all that. And so many cute dogs. And so many good cocktails and bottles of wine and desserts. Yes, I know. Even though we did so much hiking, we both came home and were like, we definitely gained weight on this trip. But anyway, so I do, I am going to be doing kind of like a goal setting podcast soon. So definitely keep an eye out for that because I want to go over the ways we're setting ourselves up for success in 2024. And I also, you know, I want to reiterate that every year is a work in progress. You never get to a point where you're like, I've achieved work-life balance or I have figured it out. Like every year is a chance to look back on it and see what you did well, what you didn't do well and how to grow and how to do better the next year. So can't wait to share more with you guys. Thanks for tuning in about our little Patagonia trip. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.